Today on Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing. So that's something we have to learn to do. Mm-hmm. And so, and to say what I think and want and feel actually matters. It matters. And it's okay that I, I tend to that. And if I'm not really feeling it, that's okay. Even if this is an amazing person. Hey sis, welcome to Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing. Are you hurt and confused after a recent breakup? Are you having thoughts like, I can't believe I'm here again. Why wasn't I enough for him? Or I'm never going to get married. Do you find yourself Googling how to get past the breakup or how to heal my broken heart? Do you start your morning feeling like you can finally breathe again only to fall apart when you see a picture of your ex on social media? Hey sis, I'm Candace. I too was a single Christian woman who was heartbroken but still desired marriage. I too had numerous failed relationships and wished the right man would come along. I wanted closure from past relationships, healing from my heart, and I wanted to feel joy in my life again. But the truth is, I had no idea where to start or how to make any of this happen until I found the secret, partnering with God to heal from heartbreak. In this podcast, you will find tips for moving on after breakups growing your relationship with God and preparing for future relationships so that you will heal your heart and be ready to move forward into the life you desire. So turn off those heartbreak songs and turn me up in those earbuds. It's time to heal, sis. Hey, sis. And welcome back for another episode of Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing. I'm so happy that you have found this podcast and that you are serious about your healing journey. We are here to learn how to heal from heartbreak and move forward to what God has next, okay? So I'm so glad that you are here. And speaking of healing, sis, if you are fresh out of a breakup, have you grabbed my free ebook, 100 Biblical Affirmations to Declare After a Breakup? If you have not grabbed it yet, girl, what are you waiting for? There is a link in the show notes. Go ahead and grab your free copy right now. It's waiting on you, sis. So speaking of goodness on today, oh my God, I have a special treat for you. I have a special guest and we had a wonderful, wonderful conversation. I cannot wait for you to listen in on all the deets of what we talked about. I want you to meet my sis, my girl, Ariane Lynch, okay? I came across her, it was just divine, okay? It was meant for us to meet and I just knew that she would be the perfect person to come on and talk to you all and share her story, her testimony of, you know, just heartbreak that she's experienced, how she healed and where she is now. She has such a wonderful story that I know so many of us can relate to. And it's so inspiring because she was able to find her forever love, as she calls it, in the end. So Ariane is a wife. She's a minister slash preacher. Your girl brings the word. She knows the Lord. And I'm just so excited for you to hear from her on today. She is very prestigious. She has won multiple awards. She's educated. I'm talking this girl got it going on. You don't want to miss. I will have her full bio in the show notes. So if you want to learn more about her, check out the show notes for her bio. Okay. But I really don't want to delay because our conversation was so, so good. So let's hop in sis. 
Hello, hello, Ariane, girl, how are you? I'm so happy to have you on the podcast on today. I am good, sis. How are you? I'm happy to be here. It's a blessing. Awesome. Awesome. So look, I got some things I want to jump into with you. So let's just get it kicking and get it started. Tell everybody who you are and what you do. Hi, everybody. So good to be joining you guys today. So I am an author, minister, and love and empowerment coach. Notice the empowerment coach. And I help women to foster and fashion their forever love and live their dreams by activating faith, femininity, and fierceness. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And which is why I had to have you come on and talk to my ladies on today. So we know, let's, you told us what you do, but tell us a little bit about your personal life right now. Like, where are you in life personally? I love this question because I am finally <laughs> happy and in love. <laughs> I found my forever love. So I am um, happily married. We are just about to hit a year um, in marriage, which we know we still super neophytes out here. Um, but I'm doing that I'm working um as a university chaplain at the University of Indianapolis in Indianapolis Indiana and which is a dream job for me so I've been able to really achieve my my dream and find my forever love and I'm happy to and hopeful to help other women do the same awesome awesome so and how old are you if you don't mind me asking I don't, because let me tell you something. In exactly eight days, I will be 40 years old. What? (laughs) I love that question, too. I'm actually just like, wow. It just hit me like last week. Like, am I really about to turn 40? Damn. Damn. Oh, girl. Well, then. And, you know, I didn't even know that about you. I didn't know how old you were. I thought you were younger. I'd be honest with you, because, girl, you look good. Thank you. Thank you. So... All right. Well, then let's talk about it. So you have found your forever love at, you know, so I'm guessing you found him around 38 ish. Yes. Okay. Okay. And I love that. I love that because, right, we get told as women, like we got to have that lockdown, you know, in our 20s or, you know, we run out of time or all the good guys are taken. But that's not my story. And it wasn't like it was for a lack of trying. (laughs) All right. I, was, I mean, I was out here dating and trying to, you know, make connections. It just hadn't worked out yet. And, and, you know, you kind of get that point where you like, like for me, at least I was like, side eye guy, like, you know how old I am. Right. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, you know, of course, uh, God's timing, you just never know how things are going to work out. And so I love that part of my story, actually. It's, I mean, it wasn't fun all those years of it not working out in one way, but that prepared me for the moment, of course, uh, that I'm living now and meeting my husband. So yeah, I was 39 on the day I got married. <laughs> oh, wow. Absolutely. So wedding anniversary is in a day, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's coming up. No, it's coming up um, in a couple of weeks. It's like a in couple, a couple weeks. of weeks. Gotcha. 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 Real soon. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Well, so since you mentioned, like, you know, it wasn't for a lack of trying, you were out there dating, trying to find this love. So tell us kind of like how like dating was for you. And if you have experienced any heartbreak, can you kind of tell us about it? Girl, it ain't if. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, heartbreak is one of those things, right? That like, 
it's going to happen. I don't know anybody avoids it, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you, even if you meet your um, your love in high school and it's, you are or you grew up together, I mean, heartbreak is a part of living, you know, just more generally. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, um, I, I don't know. I I one of the ways that I used to talk about my story. Um, and I'm I'm thinking now about newer ways to name it, but I used to say that um, I, I used to literally call myself the breakup queen, love unrequited poster child. I <laughs> and I wrote what's crazy is I wrote these words down. So, you know, I have a book, my first book, Love Like I've Never Been Hurt, How to Heal from Heartbreak. Like in that book, like I really tell my story of how I like went out through all these heartbreaks. Um, and I, the reason I bring the book up is to say like, that was literally how I identified, right? I am the breakup queen. Like I'm the girl that, you know, the, the shoe always drops mm. right for me mm-hmm. in love. And it's crazy because even though that was true, I was experiencing that it actually bothers me now that I used to say, I am this, right. Mm. It's one thing to say, I have experienced this. Yeah. yeah. It's something else to say, I am this, wow. right. And, and so now I look back on that and it's just like, that wasn't it. You know what I mean? It's okay. I was young. You know, I was just processing and trying to deal with my feelings. And and I had my way of doing that. And and part of it was to name what really happened. So yeah, I had several heartbreaks um, in my 20s. Um, you know, I've had experiences where, you know, you just, you. it's kind of like I would have different experience, different aspects of the experience. So one time I might be somebody that I have like great chemistry with and there's this connection and you're just feeling it, but then it falls apart for whatever, whatever reason. Like one guy, for example, um, had to sit me down one day and tell me that he, his ex-girlfriend was pregnant. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> right. And so you know, so that was a rough thing um, in that I really was thinking, oh, something really amazing is, is maybe growing here. Mm-hmm. And it kind of got cut off really right from before it could get going good, you know, and that was really hurtful to me. Then I, I met someone else later in my 20s who um, we just connected. I mean, he did all the right things, courted me the right way, like great, great guy. Um, and we had a lot of fun together. And then just, he just wrote up on me one day and was just like, I don't have romantic feelings for you anymore. Hmm. Whoa. I'm sorry. What? (laughs) A couple weeks ago, you had me planning a trip, like make it make sense. Right. So Mm -hmm. like, so one of those kind of like out of the blue, right. You really don't see it coming. And it's just like this dagger, you know, right through the middle of your heart. Mm -hmm. So it would always feel like, like, I would get so far with somebody and then just get cut smooth off some, some kind of way. Mm. And then there were a lot of years where it's like, I was super single, (laughs) right? Like it seemed like I wasn't meeting anybody or going on any dates. And you're like, God, for real, like, like, you know what I'm saying? What's, what's good. And, and so I know about those periods where you really longing for connection and, and wanting to be with someone, but it just is not happening. You meet mm-hmm. people, but you know, they're not your people, you know? And so it's like, <laughs> you know, so there were lots of years of that. I mean, I even experienced um, more recently a, a broken engagement, right? Mm. To go that far and to really think, okay, no, for real, for real, for real. We got it. This is, this is it. And then no, right? 
um, which for sure was the most painful thing I've ever experienced, you know, up up to that point. Mm -hmm. So to like try to figure out how to bounce back from that to navigate, like how does, how do these experiences impact my faith? Mm -hmm. How does my faith shape how I look at it um, or how I get through it? All those things were key. But yeah, I've had some some high highs, but definitely some low lows. Some low lows. Yeah, girl. Okay. So I want to dig into that a little bit, like some of those things that you said. Uh, so with the situation with um, like the people, the person just out of the blue, like how did you bounce? Like how long were y'all together? Just a few months, a few maybe months. like three, four months, something like that. And so was it hard to bounce back from that? What was interesting about that story was that um, it was like, I won't say it was hard to bounce back, but it was, it was when I learned what I needed to get through a heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it was like, it was very painful because I was just, it was like, I had been, because at that point, I think I was like 27, 28. So I've been kind of, you know, an adult for a little bit. And I still felt like I had never had any real significant relationship as an adult. So when I met this person, it was like, okay, this really might be, you know, and I could see a future. I could see all the things and not like in a crazy way, but we had a great connection and all of those things. So like when that happened out of nowhere, um, I mean, it was really painful What I had to figure out, though, was that in that situation, I was in love with being in love, the relationship, (laughs) not him. Yeah. Right. I mean, we have fun. It was a good time. And there were a lot of points of connection and lots, lots to work with there. But he showed me an amazing time and, and courted me very well. But it was like is he my person person mm-hmm. now at this other deeper level? Not so much. So once I got that clarity later and th- then I was able to navigate a little bit better. Um, one of the things I would say though, too, about that experience was that, and this was nothing but God's grace. And it was just part of my journey. I remember after so many days, cause you know how you go through a heartbreak, you just feel low, right? Like yeah. you just don't feel good. Like mm-hmm. it's just, just it's just this pain that's sitting there right I mean it's just like that jazz classic good morning heart heartache right like <laughs> it's just what we do it every day right is carrying this around and I remember feeling that but it was like I also knew I remember one day like I just knew very clearly and very intuitively what I needed to do to get over it gotcha and these three things just popped up and that's kind of what I like talk about in the practices that I kind of name. And that first book, like, I just, it's like, okay, I, you know, I named, like, one of the biggest things was to tell myself the truth. Um, I mean, to accept that the thing happened. Mm-hmm. Like, it happened. You know, this is it, like, can't be in denial and expect to get over it. Like, <laughs> uh, absolutely. Right. Whether it, the relationship ends or not, because sometimes people find ways within a heartbreak to work through it and reconcile or whatever. So, but you still got to accept that the thing happened, you know, it, whatever it was, if it was a breakup, if it was an infidelity, whatever it happened. Um, and then I 
told, then I knew I had to tell myself the absolute truth about how I felt about it, right? Because you could accept that something happens, but then be lying to yourself about its impact on you. Oh, girl, I'm good. I'm strong. I'm da, da, da. I'm not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so yes. when people would ask me, like, I was very honest. I'm not, I'm not doing that good. I'm not. I, and part of the reason you got to tell people what it is is so that the people that love you can pray for you. I mean, if you kind of acting tough all the time, then nobody even knows. They might see some things, but, and you don't have to go into full detail, right? Right. But you can just say, I'm kind of having a rough time. Like, so I was very honest with myself and with those in my, my inner circle, my, my community about how I was feeling. And then the other thing was I just made room for God. Like, so that meant like quiet time. That meant like now really being intentional in my prayer life um, and telling God how I was feeling, you know, mm-hmm. and opening that up and giving God room to come in there, right? Um, mm-hmm. Be with me in yeah. the, and I with God. So those are the kind of key three things. I mean, there are some other things, but those things, and that that helped me navigate the heartbreak. And I remember one day, I remember I was like driving to my dad's house. I want to say for like Sunday dinner. And I just noticed I actually feel okay now. Like I hadn't mm. noticed it, you know, like, yeah. like I think I'm here. you know, <laughs> after feeling low for so long, as I was doing those things, though, naming those practices, I, I just mentioned mm-hmm. over time, the healing came. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome to hear. I'm so glad that you said that because I talk a lot about that as well. You know, um, acceptance is such a big thing. Like I know we want it to, we want it to be differently, right? Everybody wants it to be different, but what actually happened? Let's be, let's be real about what happened. And then also, you know, about feeling your feelings. I say that all the time, like, let's be truthful about how you feel. There's no need to try to put a bandaid on it or to try to mask it. Like, let's be real about the feelings. There's no need to fake it. And as you said, you don't have to go into full detail with people, but it's most important to be real with yourself about how you feel, you know? So I love that you pointed those things out. And so with that being said, how did those things help you? Because you made it even further along to an engagement, right? You said that. How did those things help you or did they help you during that process? Or did you have to develop something new? So phenomenal question. Like, I love that because you sound like somebody that's been through this. So, oh, yeah, (laughs) I know. I know you know what you're talking about if you ask me that question, right? Um, so the next time it was like yes to all those things, because now those are those are just like part of who I am and how I move, right? Like it's like okay, accept it for what it is. Um, but also um, yeah, tell myself the truth about how I was feeling. With that one though, I felt like I got a little more depth that after that experience because before you go into how you got over it can you tell like did you break that off or did I did I and and why because I and it's so this is a tricky question (laughs) (laughs) it's the it's complicated (laughs) right but it also it, it also ties into the how the how part because and and to your question about did the past process help me with this time? Mm-hmm. Because actually, as as I think back, the I actually struggled with the acceptance part this time. 
Mm. I struggled with the fact that I was feeling differently. And I didn't know why. I didn't understand why. Something was off for me. And I didn't really have the words to name it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that I didn't still love this person. That actually wasn't it. But it was just, I don't know that this is what I want. And it took me a while to be able to tell myself that truth. Mm, Yes. Now, but with that, there was also the layer of, I was truthful about that I'm not feeling the same, right? Mm-hmm. So like it was a mix, right? Gotcha. So to to embrace the full truth of what that was and to you're weighing out like, what does this mean that I'm feeling like this? And and you're trying to like make it not be what you think it might, you know, it's <laughs> it, but the whole thing, once once I was able to really give myself the space, like, you know, and it took a while to be able to do that. But once I could do that. Right. Um, Then that's when I was able to get even more clear about, yeah, no, this really, I need to make a different decision, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, or it's time for me to, to, to move this, to move forward in a different way. Um, But that, that took a good little while this time because there's this public thing, right? Mm -hmm. There's this super public uh, engagement and everybody knows you know, and, and there was an embarrassment, right? I was embarrassed. Not that I felt different, but I was embarrassed that I, like, I would have this now, like, failure, essentially. Mm, yes. Everyone would see that I failed. And what does that mean? What does that look like that I couldn't, you know, go through with it or that we didn't or, or whatever? Like, just, mm-hmm. and I don't know exactly what I like what people what would people think of me I don't know if it was that is just it's just embarrassing to mm-hmm. have such a public you know everybody knows that you're engaged and they're celebrating you and all the things and then it doesn't happen yeah so part of me was I know part of me so much of me was fighting to sort of fix it and restore it mm-hmm. so that I didn't have to face that this is embarrassing that this didn't happen. I didn't want people to know that it had been broken off. I didn't like I I just didn't because it was just like way too public, you know. And that was terrifying. Hey sis, can I have a moment of your time? I remember what it's like to be a single woman dealing with heartbreak from numerous failed relationships. I thought the best way to get over a man was to get a new one. So I went from man to man trying to find someone who would take away the pain I felt. Then I thought I found him, but after a couple of years of dating, that relationship ended too. That broke me. I cried all the time, and I felt so lost and alone. At that point, I gave up. I didn't even have the strength to get out there and try to find another man. The pain in my heart was so great that I knew no man would be able to heal it. I knew I had to do something different this time. Then one day, I decided to give it all to God. I surrendered my broken heart and that breakup to God, and it made such a huge difference in my life. In fact, that was the turning point for me. Within one year after surrendering everything to God, I found myself having peace and joy again, being content as a single woman, becoming confident in who God created me to be, and even engaged and shortly afterwards married. Talk about a year. Sis, are you ready to move on after this breakup? I would love to help you move forward into what's next for you. 
Join me for a heartbreak coaching session where we will create a 90-day heart healing plan. I will show you how to partner with God to release negative emotions and find peace in the midst of your heartbreak while also empowering yourself as a single woman. You will be able to carry out the simple steps to make real progress on your healing journey with a customized plan of how to move forward. Plus, you'll receive two weeks of accountability from me. If you're struggling to find healing on your own, I invite you to sit with me to tell your story and begin creating a new and better one. Spots are limited, so go now to CandiceABaddies.com forward slash services to book your 60-minute heartbreak coaching session. If you think this is the end, remember 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. It says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. Let's do this, sis. Now back to today's episode. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, my goodness. So... I think a lot of women, you know, get to that point and they go through with it anyway, even though they might have these feelings just because one, they don't want to end up alone. They're like, if I don't take this chance, this might be my last chance. They had yes. that feeling. And then two, like you said, the embarrassment, like they don't want to face the, you know what, you failed kind of rejection that people might give judgment. And so I think it's so brave whenever you can be like, you know what? God, this just isn't it. Like, I know you're telling me that this isn't it and being able to walk away from that. Yeah. So, but it's still heartbreaking, right? That, you know, that you had to walk away from it and let it go. Yeah. And if I can retell it, it took me like 18 months to have peace Hmm. with it. Right. And so that's what I mean about the it's complicated part. Right. So there's this middle part that's like, Yes, no, yes, no. Like where this is just like battling happening. And part of it happened like during the time of the pandemic. So like, it wasn't like people knew. So like, there was still this layer of it that was hidden. Like everybody didn't know, but I was having this battle within myself and still like kind of outwardly and, and fighting for everything with everything I had in me to make things work, but they just weren't supposed to. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, in, in the sense that, and I don't think just from my standpoint, but frankly, from his too, like, I just think it, it was okay. There was real love there, but it didn't mean that it was supposed to be forever. Yeah. And let's talk about it. Like, you know, sometimes I think, you know, I, I don't know if he was a good guy or not, but I think that some people are like, good guy equals my guy. And mm-hmm. that's not necessarily the case, right? Come on with this word. Yes. <laughs> no, that's, that's it. Because here's the thing. Part of the wrestling is with, there were several things. It's, I love how you said that is is this is my a good guy my guy not necessarily because what do you want mm. you got to know what you want and you pray through that I'm not just saying like you just pull stuff out the sky you pray you ask Lord to help lead you and guide you but the things you desire the things that you need that really are fit for you right all that is shaped by God anyway mm-hmm. so like it's really okay to be super clear about what that is and if there's something that's kind of hiding back behind something that you're kind of trying not to look at, like kind of in the shadows. That's the thing you need to really put some light on Mm. and give yourself room, Mm. right? 
to acknowledge it, which can be so scary. So I yeah. know that part, but it's acknowledged like, you know, this part right here, like this, all this over here is fantastic. But this part right <laughs> here, you know, depending on what it is, like, yeah. you know, it could be got, it could be his right to big toe is like way too big. And I really can't stand it. Right. Like, or, or you could decide, like, I'm using something kind of silly, but like, I said, you could decide, okay, I really hate that big toe, but I can live with it. It's fine. Right. Not that serious, but it could be like, I literally cannot. Like every time I go to sleep, I see the stupid toe and I just can't, <laughs> it me out. Right. Like, so you have to have, like, when you really look at another person, like, is this really a fit? Can I just really be like good with mm-hmm. it? And, mm-hmm. and I think women are not often, first off, we're not often given those kind of choices in life in general, like no one's always, we're not always told it's okay, right? Because you have this language around, oh, he who find a wife, find a good thing. Yeah, it's in scripture. But we can unpack that theologically and decide if it means what people assume it means, right? right. It doesn't mean you don't get to choose, sis, that you can't use your head and decide if this is a fit for you or not. Just because he found you don't mean you have to go. You know how many people found me? Let's talk about it. <laughs> the man I married ain't the only man who thought he was going to have me like you (laughs) see what I'm saying like so what like so a lot of people find a lot of things it doesn't mean it it does is this forever I think you can do a little deeper discernment around that you know to determine if this is for you so I I think I think as women, we aren't often, I don't think we're socialized a lot to think about what we want. We are often socialized in general to think about everybody else, to serve others, to put others first, right? And so I don't think it's something that's necessarily natural to all of us, right? So that's something we have to learn to do. Mm -hmm. And so, and to say what I think and want and feel actually matters. matters. And it's okay that I, I tend to that. And if I'm not really feeling it, that's okay. Even if this is an amazing person. That's right. right? And you're right. That's where it gets hard because if somebody's like, just like trash, trash, (laughs) they just like not good. They're not good to you. They're not good for you. Then you kind of know, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? But like when it is a good person, it can be hard because you're like, but all this works. So much of this works, Uh but it could be that there's something that doesn't work for you. And depending on what that thing is, it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It just means "Mm, just don't really do it for me. I just remember having conviction about like, I couldn't even name what it what was or wasn't, but I I felt convicted. Like, that's not it. Yeah. I, it's just not it. He's not it. I love him. He's right. good. I probably going, I might regret it, but this ain't it. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, you know, you have to decide. What do I do with that? And then like, part of the thing is, part of why it's kind of like, <laughs> When you, when you won't, um, maybe it's just me, but like, I'll go through things, times in life where it's just certain things I don't want to pray about. Cause like, I don't want to hear what God got to say. Ooh, girl. You feel what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh, I that, know. Because, Cause I know God's going to answer. Cause so what he going to tell me? <laughs> what you going to tell me? Cause what you, it might not be what I want you to say. So in there, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to just be over here. Right. And so it's, so it's that same kind of thing. Like if I start to open this up and look at this, this thing I'm feeling or thinking in the back of my head, 
you know, I might discover this isn't what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? That's so terrifying, right? Ooh, girl, you just, oh, you just unraveled a whole lot of things, but I'm telling you, these women going to be blessed because they're going to be like, I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> So this is good. This is so good. So, all right. So we didn't been through, we didn't dug all up in your past. So now let's, let's move forward a little bit. How did you find the love of your life? The man you did say yes to. I did. I did. Um, (laughs) It's funny because I always jokingly answer that question by saying, girl, I went outside. definitely went outside okay what am I talking about well um yeah I got to the place where I knew I was done with what I was done with um that chapter was closed we're moving forward and you know I did my normal things I mean me and God had to have a moment too because like I was like for real you can holler at me like before all this happened but okay um (laughs) me and God had to process I had to I had to discover that um that I had to learn God, learn, get to know God as a comforter. Mm. I had to get, so I experienced God as a healer, but this comforter that shows up in, in this, cause this was a deep pain, right? So God showed up. We worked through that. Me and God got, we got, we got, um, y'all had words. <laughs> oh, we had to get it out. Like I was just like, like I was just like, cause I was just like, why didn't you say something? Why you let me go through all this? But I had to learn that through this, like, what if that was God's compassion? What if that was God's mercy? That, that walking out, that exiting this, right? That this exodus moment Mm -hmm. was God's mercy. Like it was the thing keeping me from what I was, you know, it was just, so once me and God were cool, (laughs) (laughs) um, and I'm like, okay, um, I, I, I just did I like something lifted, right? God healed. I was fine. You know, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go back outside. Um, and that just meant by that, I want to, you know, I'll, I'll be social again. Cause the other thing about heartbreak, of course, or breakup, excuse me, is that your life changes, right? It's just kind of like, well, what is, what do I even do with my time now? Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, so my friend, I said, girl, I'm ready to be social again. If I meet somebody cool, but I'm not pressed. And I was truly not pressed. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to just go out. Go, We're going to go outside. We're going to start hanging out. Nothing crazy. I'm, I didn't have an agenda. I just knew I wasn't going to meet anybody in my house. So, I mean, this was when outside started to open up again, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. And so she said, okay, girl, we're going to go to the Greek picnic. It's a long way to answer your question. Um, she was like, we're going to go to the Greek picnic. Okay, let's go. So we go. And it's so funny because the first day, I went outside. I met my husband. <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> First day that we had plans. Okay, we're going to go to this event. Then, then they're going to have that program. But we're going to go here. I met Chris day one. Wow. So I jokingly say I went outside, but baby, I went right on back right in. Right back inside. <laughs> so did y'all start dating? Like right away we did. Because um, um, he was not messing around, girl. He saw me and he was like, super clear he was like um so I don't know who let you outside the house looking as amazing as you looking like all right that was a that was a fail on your 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 dude's uh part I was like yep don't have a dude he was like oh because that's what he was really asking Mm -hmm. that's what he was asking (laughs) so 
we just connected. We just hit it off right away. And he just jumped in. He stood there. And I will, I love to tell this part of our story because he was just like pouring on the compliments. Like, you are literally so beautiful. Like, I love your hair, your smile, your dimples. You are just gorgeous. I can't even believe I'm like standing here talking to you. He's asking me about what I do. He was excited about the fact that I was a preacher, which doesn't always happen. You know, there was a time in my early twenties, I used to not want to bring that up. Like, <laughs> but now I, I kind of lead with it because I don't have time for somebody that can't roll with That them, can't right? handle that. Yeah. Right. And so he was like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. And I just, as I listened to him talk about um, God and stuff, it was just like, he, it was very clear to me, there was an authenticity in his faith. Um, It just, he just, he, he, I don't know. It just, it came through very authentic. So I was just like, okay, so all right, I'm kind of here for this. But when he was standing there telling me how beautiful I was and how he wants to get to know me better and just all the things. It is. It, it was almost like I had spent so long fighting for something that just wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. I I was so drained and exhausted, and it had been so long since anybody had talked to me like that. Mm-hmm. And it was just like this healing moment. Like he's just like pouring on, telling me how amazing and beautiful and awesome, and he just couldn't believe like that he's meeting me. Um, and so. I remember thinking to myself, like, this is so overwhelming, like to listen to this. I'm standing there. And I said, but I said, you stand here and you take this because you deserve this. Wow. And there were like other guys. So so he's a, he's a noob, he's a Kappa. So like we're around the little Kappa area where they were hanging out and um, they were all kind of, it was weird. It was like all these people like standing there watching us have this interaction Right. And, but it was like block all that. I was just looking at him. He's looking at me. And it was just like, it was the two of us. Wow. Uh, he would tell you I floated across the, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but that's his story. He's sticking to it. Yes, but, indeed. Yeah. So that's how we met. We hit it off. And um, two days later, uh, we went to dinner. And it's, it's really been me and Chris ever since then. Wow. And how long did y'all date before y'all got engaged? uh it was maybe six months it wasn't long. wow so that's what i'll be trying to say you want a man no a man no girl he know and he know he know it's a <laughs> period <clears throat> and yeah. that's it went quickly yeah and that's the thing i like um there are things and i and i think there are different reasons why you know guys won't commit or things like that, but it's like, you have to kind of know and discern through some things as of what's going on. Like I know my husband and I had known each other for a very long time, but we did have some on and off again. His had to do more with like dealing with stress from business and stuff. And just like, it wasn't timing, right? Uh, Timing. And, uh, but you also have to know, like, is the guy interested is forever something that he wants because my husband said from the before we started dating that he would marry me, right? Like he knew that before. Like he was like, before he asked me to be uh exclusive with him, it was I love you. <laughs> but we had known each other for a long time. It was I love you, and I believe that you're the person I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with. And like God has shown me this already, and that's why I want to date. <laughs> like, hey, like I mean- that's And so it's like, you know, knowing a person's intentions 
And, you know, somebody's just, and I'm not saying it's wrong to date and see how it goes, you know, like that, that's one thing, uh, you know, because not everybody's going to be bold enough to approach like that. But at the same time, like, if you know that you are dating with purpose and having intentions, then you need to be like discerning from the get go of what this person's intentions are and not be afraid to ask about that. Like, how do you feel about that? Uh, I totally agree with that. I mean, because what are we doing here? Like, first of all, let's be clear. I think honesty and communication is key, regardless of where you are or what your whole agenda is. Let's just all put it on the table about what we're looking for, what we want. Like, and nobody can advocate for you better than you in that scenario, right? So like, what's really what, you know? And I I think oftentimes women, um, I guess men too, but like I, I can speak as a woman since I am one. I, I just feel like we don't, we feel like we have to put up with this sort of like, um, you know, gray. I don't really know what it is or what's really going on. But meanwhile, you've got feelings growing and interest growing with someone and you're kind of going through this experience with them, but they're on a whole other page and mm-hmm. you sitting there like, thinking something else is that no let's just ask we grown like right <laughs> what what are you what are you looking for what are your goals and if you know marriage is something you want um and you're ready to pursue that because that's another question uh-huh. okay and sometimes you, we aren't honest with ourselves about if we're even ready for that for yes. for that journey just yet but honest with yourself about where you are and what you want, but also with the other person and being and and loving you enough that if they say something different to be like, well, okay, you know, be blessed, but no, instead of thinking you can, yeah, release them and go on and do whatever they want to do. It's no judgment. It's just like, this ain't a match like for, for, for where I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So if, so like I said, we didn't got all up in your business. <laughs> I know one thing that you work with women with is to find their forever love, right? To find love again. And so if you could give some tips on how to do that, like what what would you say? So broadly, the first thing is really like doing your own work. Like that's key. Like you have to, if you, and it doesn't mean like go to therapy until you're perfect. Like that's not what I mean, Right. But like, if you know you have some stuff you need to process that's come up, then process that. So case in point for me, um, in my previous relationship, one of the things that became clear to me was I had some stuff I needed to work through uh, with my mother. It just became super obvious to me um, because there's a way in which, because in relationships, they really just in one way serve as a mirror and show you who you are okay <laughs> like you talk about merging your life with somebody else and and connecting and sharing intimacy at that level it will show you who you are right mm-hmm. um and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing but your issues come up so I had to learn like I had some stuff I needed to process with my mom you know that and some things I needed to work through within myself and some things I needed to talk to her about um, because they impact how I was showing up in the relationship, right? And and I have been very intentional in doing that work. So mm-hmm. part of it is figuring out like what 
what's going on? Where's the gap? Like if there, if you feel like there's some obstacle in between you and what you want, first of all, identifying what is that and then figuring out what it looks like for you to do some work on that area. It doesn't mean that it has to be all resolved um, or that it's going to be resolved quickly, but to be aware of it, I think is key. So dealing with you, you know, in a, in a series, it's not always somebody else's fault. Mm-hmm. what has happened <laughs> it's not always and even if it was right somebody just oh they cheated or they whatever there's still room for you to do some processing um around you I think so that's like big picture what I would say um is the most important thing because you might not have it all figured out but at least being aware of what your stuff is mm-hmm. y'all got stuff you can't get around it. Yeah. You don't know what it is because if you don't, you'll be blaming the other person for your stuff. <laughs> and that never serves relationships well. So that's right. I would say that um you were asking for tips. Are you saying something more practical though? Like let me help make sure I'm understanding your question. Yeah, like um, I think that is a practical thing. I always talk about like just making sure you go through your healing journey before you get back out there. Uh, but if you do have some more practical tips, yeah, let the ladies know. I mean, we kind of touched on this before. I would say just be really honest be about and and aware about what where you are so that you can share that. In case in point, when I met my husband. Um, I was not still heartbroken, right? I was good on that part, but I was tired. Mm-hmm. Um, my heart just was just like exhausted. Like I was, I, and I, and I, because I was aware of how I was feeling. Um, I told him, I can't yet reciprocate at the level that you are. I, I, it's not that I don't like you. I, I did like him and I did love how he was treating me and caring for me. But I was like, I just need you to know I'm exhausted. Mm, (laughs) Like, and like I'm I'm getting better, like I'm working through and and all of that, but I I just need a little time. So I had to tell him what I needed in order to be able to to show up. So again, but again, I can't do that if I have no self-awareness. So like the self-awareness is key. And then just being honest and having those those courageous conversations. Yeah. Um that you really, really need to have. Yeah. That is so awesome. So awesome. And so right. So truthful. Um, so if you could leave before, you know, we're going to try to wrap this conversation up, but before you go, like, do you have any words of encouragement for women who are either like, um, heartbroken and feeling like they, you know, like you said, you're exhausted, you were exhausted. And so like, who are feeling exhausted, like feeling like they're never going to find their person uh, at whatever age they might be, how, you know, what words of encouragement can you give them? You know, those things we hear all the time in church, right? Uh, This too shall pass. Uh, Trouble don't last always right? (laughs) We go through these seasons, um, but they're just that they're seasons. It's an experience. It's a story, but where you are now is not where you have to stay. Right. And so being intentional about the healing work is so key because what I find too, is a lot of people do is like, they'll be like, Oh, I don't want to deal with my feelings. So I'm going to just, you know, turn up, have a good time and whatever. And if that was who you were really are, if that's who you really are, that's one thing. But probably if you're listening to this podcast, that's probably not who you are. 
and you want, you actually want love. You actually want the thing, right? You want the dream. Don't let uh, a difficult experience that you had or painful experience you had um, stop you from the life you dream of. You get one life, Mm. one life. And we're not even promised the next moment. So it's like, be as honest with yourself as you can about who you really are and what you really want. Don't let the pain of something you went through like change you and make you bitter or make you hard or callous or throw walls up that you never bring back down, right? There's a season for where you kind of be a need to need to be a little more guarded, but you got to tear that stuff back down and, and allow God in to do the healing because, and I'm not trying to preach today. I'm really not. But the reason I just, I refuse to, to not be, I refuse to be pessimistic about women's opportunities to find love. It's because we say we serve a risen savior. How, how do you <laughs> proclaim that your savior died for you and then got up on the third day? Literally came back from death. I don't know how much lower you can go or what bigger blow there can be than death. And like came back like plot twist, (laughs) like story's not over. Well, there's a plot twist for you too. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care how long it is. And who cares? Oh, I'm in my thirties. I'm in my forties. So what? I was too. And you know what? My biggest testimony with going from my last, experience in relationship to my marriage was I talked about how long I wrestled with really being okay that this was over and really like letting this go it was because I didn't believe that I could find love again like there was this Mm -hmm. part of me that there were people saying that out of their mouths not meaning any harm but like oh girl you run out of time like there so that messaging was there And so I was fighting for this relationship to get back to how it was in the beginning when it was so amazing and beautiful. But my husband showing up was proof that it wasn't true. Yeah. It wasn't true that nobody could love me the way I had been loved before or even better. That man is crazy about me. I'm crazy about him. He's the most amazing thing walking the face of this earth I love my husband to death and my husband from day one when I tell you he stood there and spoke all that life and healing into me and how beautiful and awesome and wonderful I was and he had known me for five minutes <laughs> that has continued to be how he has loved me wow so when I think back to how I felt how I'm fighting for something to to make it be like it was and Cause like, this is it. This is my only chance. Right. Wasn't true. Yeah. It can feel like that. And you can acknowledge those feelings, not talking you out of your feelings. That doesn't mean that's your reality. Right. Don't I let the feelings don't... guide you. Yeah. No. What's God say? I'm sorry. If, if Jesus would come back from the dead, <laughs> baby, if God can raise him from the dead, nothing is impossible. Mm. Absolutely nothing. So that's the truth. Like, the feelings and the pain is real, but what is God saying about the possibilities of our lives? Mm. 
there's always a second chance. There's always a second act. There's always an opportunity for something to turn around. Always. Yeah. So hold on to that. That would be my encouragement. I love that. That's so good. That's so good. And this was such an amazing conversation. I believe that the richness of it, of your wisdom is going to bless so many women that they are going to find this so absolutely helpful. So thank you so much for sitting down with me for this conversation. It's, it was long overdue. (laughs) It was right. Like, and I'm so grateful for the invitation to connect uh, and to be in your spaces because you're doing incredible work. Our, uh, clearly our work and our values, our interests, they align. So it was so good to to have a genuine connection and decide to collaborate in this way. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Girl, you're doing this. These are some bomb questions you asked up in here. <laughs> Oh, thank you, girl. The Holy Spirit. I, t- I Look, we prayed before we got on here because we were like, Holy Spirit, like come up in here, do what you need to do. Ask the questions that need to be asked. Like, I love it. I love it so much. So Ariane, tell everybody where they can connect with you. Absolutely. So my favorite place to hang out on the social streets is Instagram. So there you can um, connect with me at Miss Ariane Vet. That's M-S-A-R-I-O-N-N-E-Y-V-E-T-T-E. Ms. Ariane Vet. Um, you can also connect with me on Facebook. That's Reverend Ariane Vet uh, Lynch, author, minister, love and empowerment coach. You can also hit me up at arianevet.com and I love to connect with you there. Awesome. Well, you guys, ladies, you know, we will have all of that information in the show notes so that you can check her out, go and follow her. I see her showing up on IG every single day. (laughs) And so, you know, you will not be disappointed. So I love this conversation. And sis, if you enjoyed it, make sure you pop over to the Facebook group. If you haven't joined yet, what you waiting for, go join the Facebook group and let us know your thoughts. And I will talk to you again real soon. Bye. Hey sis, listen, if you've been blessed, changed, or inspired by this podcast in any way, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you, don't keep it to yourself. Do a quick share and bless someone else. Please know I am so grateful for each and every one of you, and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me and other like-minded individuals in my Facebook group called Christian Women Overcoming Heartbreak and Finding Purpose. I can't wait to meet you back here really soon. Until then, remember to love the life you have while you're making it better. Love you, sis.